Welcome to Triangle 411, the pulse that moves the Triangle world today. It's a vibrant collection of stories, medical breakthroughs, what's trending, social good, events, and boundless other adventures. A conversation pit of comedians, authors, chefs, sports figures, experts, the common and the uncommon. Here's the host of Triangle 411, Mary Innsbrucker. Hi, friends. Wait. W-E-I-G-H-T. Wait. It haunts us. And wait, that's a good word for the pounds because it is indeed a weighty subject. Perhaps now more than ever, since the American Academy of Pediatrics recently released updated clinical guidelines on the management of obesity in children. Now, you may not have a child that this applies to, but you may know someone who does. And I'll tell you, there's some things you can glean from this report, even as an adult. So stay tuned and listen up. There are different avenues. But before I go further, Triangle 411 does not endorse or recommend ever, ever with anything. We simply provide information for you to digest. We are going to present these new guidelines, but first a word or two about weight itself. When being overweight turns into obesity, the disease becomes a complex psychological and biological issue. Indeed, the National Institutes of Health designated obesity as a chronic illness in 1998. Now, now think about this a minute. None of us were born overweight, right? <laughs> so what happens? There are many contributing factors, including, but not limited to, genetics, lack of proper eating habits, psychological influences, environmental issues, and even household food insecurity. You know, the good stuff costs a good penny. The fruits, the vegetables... But let's get back to these new guidelines for children. Remember, we are talking about obese children, of which include more than 14 million U.S. kids. Now, if this was just an adult thing, I dare say we would all be running out the door to get a little something-something out of this. But our kids, our kids, that may be a different thing when guidelines include medications and even bariatric surgery. In fact, this subject is so controversial that when the report first came out, a select group of folks were doing media interviews. 
But as some people took issue with the plan and it received pushback, more and more doctors and representatives, even those who were involved in the study, suddenly were not readily available, especially for live interviews where they may get caught up in a challenge. We get it. But that has never stopped Triangle 411. We plan to present this new direction plain and simple without judgment, without opinion, without decisions. That, my friends, is all up to you. So here it is. The info we received from the American Academy of Pediatrics, AAP, which is an organization of 67,000 primary care pediatricians, pediatric medical subspecialists, and pediatric surgical specialists. Now, (laughs) buckle in. Buckle in. This can be a bit shocking for some, again, because we're talking about children. American Academy of Pediatrics has published its first comprehensive guidance in 15 years that highlights evidence that obesity treatment is safe and effective, again, according to the American Academy of Pediatrics. Their evidence-based recommendations on medical care for those aged 2 H2 and older, H2, can you really be obese at age two? Well, it's for advice for age two and older, and they are included within a new clinical practice guideline for the evaluation and treatment of children and adolescents with obesity. Now, we did get a few quotes for you. Uh, Here's one from Sarah Hampel, MD, a lead author of the guideline created by a group of experts in various fields, along with primary care providers and family representatives. Hampel says, and I quote, Weight is a sensitive topic for most of us. And children and teens are especially aware of the harsh and unfair stigma that comes with being affected by it. Hampel, chair of the Clinical Practice Guidelines Subcommittee on Obesity, continued saying, Research tells us that we need to take a close look at families, where they live, their access to nutritious food, health care, and opportunities for physical activity, as well as other factors that are associated with health, quality of light outcomes, and risks. Our kids need the medical support, understanding, and resources we can provide within a treatment plan that involves the whole family. End quote. The AAP guideline contains key action statements, which they say represents evidence-based recommendations for evaluating and treating children with overweight and obesity 
and related health concerns. So are you ready for these? And of course, all of these are based on this and that and this and that and this and that. But overall, these recommendations include motivational interviewing, intensive health behavioral and lifestyle treatment, pharmacotherapy, and metabolic and bariatric surgery. I guess that's the one that, uh, you know, that kind of uh, jumps out there the most, the surgery. And, of course, the, the medications. The approach considers the child's health status, family system, community context, and resources. Now, we have another quote for you from Sandra Hassink, MD, and author of the guideline and vice chair of the Clinical Practice Guideline Subcommittee on Obesity. She says, quote, there is no evidence that watchful waiting or delayed treatment is appropriate for children with obesity. So then what would be the goal? Quoting Hassink, she says, the goal is to help patients make changes in lifestyle, behavioral, or environment in a way that is sustainable and involves families in decision-making at every step of the way. Lifestyle changes, sustainable, family decision-making. That sounds on track. Now, of course, all of this is pointing to, well, it depends on the level and and what the treatment is. It it could be for someone who's overweight or somebody who is obese, but, but here's some factors they go by. Overweight is defined as a body mass index, BMI. We've all, (laughs) we've all heard those letters, BMI. So they're defined as a body mass index at or above the 85th percentile and below the 95th percentile for children and teens of the same age and sex. Obesity, on the other hand, is defined as a BMI at or above the 95th percentile for children and teens of the same age and sex. The guideline does not discuss obesity prevention, which will be addressed in another forthcoming AAP policy statement. The AAP describes the role of a primary care physician or medical home in overseeing intensive and long-term care strategies, ongoing medical monitoring, and treatment of youth with obesity. Key action statements guide physicians on how to evaluate children and teens for obesity. Again, this is not going to apply to everybody. And it could be 
doesn't have to be one extreme to the other. It could be a partial treatment. But here again, the American Academy of Pediatrics recommends comprehensive obesity treatment, which may include nutrition support, physical activity treatment, behavioral therapy, pharmacotherapy, and we're talking medications here, and metabolic and bariatric surgery. AAP states intensive health behavior and lifestyle treatment while challenging to deliver and not universally available is the most effective known behavioral treatment for child obesity. And of course, herein lies the problem. It always does. What's available and the cost. As you know, There's a lot of costs when it comes to weight management that are not covered by insurance and may be far out of reach of someone's pocket. Okay, so a quick recap. Number one, AAP has determined the most effective treatments include 26 or more hours 26 or more hours of face-to-face, family-based, multi-component treatment over a 3- to 12-month period. That's commitment. Evidence-based treatment delivered by trained healthcare professionals with active parent or caregiver involvement has no evidence of harm and can result in less Disordered eating. Two, physicians should offer adolescents ages 12 years and older with obesity, weight loss, pharmacotherapy. According to medication indications, risks, and benefits, as an adjunct to the health, behavioral, and lifestyle treatment. So again, there's a lot to consider before you just jump jump to drugs. Three, teens age 13 and older, 13, we're talking 13 years old, with severe obesity should be evaluated for metabolic and bariatric surgery. An added important element to the plan is the AAP encourages strong promotion of supportive payment and public health policies that cover comprehensive obesity prevention, evaluation, and treatment. The guideline calls for policy changes within and beyond the health sector to improve health and well-being of children. Yeah. Again. You know, if it's a disease, it should be covered like every other disease when it comes to insurance. Dr. Hampel quotes, here's her quote, The medical costs of obesity on children, families, and our society as a whole are well-documented 
and require urgent action. This is a complex issue, but there are multiple ways we can take steps to intervene now and help children and teens build the foundation for a long, healthy life. Hey, and I'll just <laughs> another quick word in here as far as insurance. Help for adults needing weight management treatment. You know, let's get on that too. So why care about this, you might ask? Well, you may not. It is hard to know what direction to take. But if weight issues are a problem, consider this. There are risks. There's a lot of risks. And it goes way past someone making fun of you on the playground or at the workplace. There's genuine health risks that include diabetes, liver disease, cancer, pulmonary artery, I'm sorry, pulmonary disease. And and that's just naming a few of the complications. You know, medical decisions are probably one of the most difficult decisions we have to make in life. Perhaps you disagree with these guidelines. Perhaps for you and yours, it is just what the doctor ordered. So you just got to do the research, inquire, 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 fact check. Knowledge is power in obtaining it in this and other areas and ways to move forward is everything in life. You've got to have that knowledge to make decisions. Well, that's it for today. It's time to high-five and say goodbye. I'm Mary Innsbrucker for Triangle 411. Today's pocket, think about a way you might help the people of Ukraine.